Good morning, darlings. I'm your host, Erica Flowers, and this is my Morning Thoughts Pillow Talk Turned Podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. I surely hope it's not your last. And to ensure that you never miss a beat, you can click the subscribe button as well as follow me at Erica Flowers, E R I K A, on Instagram. There you can place a face to a name and participate in my weekday morning Good Morning Darling fan talks, where this all began here on the Good Morning Darling podcast. We keep the conversation going. So let's get into it. Good morning, darlings, and welcome to season two, episode two. I'm very excited for this episode as it marks the beginning of a change. And this episode is all about that. Moving forward, you can expect Working Girl segments each and every episode. This segment features go-getter women of color from a variety of industries that I admire, who inspire, and make being a quote-unquote workaholic cool. We have conversations about their journey, highlighting their beginnings, how they have navigated obstacles, what keeps them going, and so much more. I call these conversations versus interviews because they end up flowing so naturally. It just feels like a conversation with my girls. I love it, and I can't wait to share all season long. So one thing to note is that we are still in the middle of a global pandemic, unfortunately. Things are looking promising for the future, but for now, we will continue to have these conversations via Zoom, meaning technology is involved and it doesn't always let us be great. But we make it do what it do, baby, and the message is still there. You'll also start to notice that the title of these episodes are Affirmations. I love them and they've become such an important part of my life. It's only right that I share this game changer with the darlings of the world, okay? So today's affirmation is, I am the change. You're probably familiar with this quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. It's often accredited to being said by Gandhi, but it's more of a paraphrase. He actually said, if we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. As a man changes his own nature, so does the attitude of the world change towards him. We need not wait to see what others do. I love this way better. I could go into this long dissection of this quote and what it means to me, but we have a whole episode for you to understand the concept at which one can change their life from the inside out, from one's own life to a whole community. All we have to do is plant the seed and watch it grow. Well, there's work involved, obviously. Without further ado, let's get into it. This is your morning wake-up call. It's time to get to work. Work it, girl, you're a working girl. Work it, girl, you're a working girl. Work it, girl, you're a working girl. Work it, girl, you better work it, girl. All right, darlings, it is my pleasure to introduce to you our first working girls plural of the season, Miss Alexis Smith and Miss Jayla Gowdy. They are both native New Orleanians who are passionate about uplifting their communities. Miss Alexis Smith is a role model for many. She is chairman of the board for an amazing nonprofit here in New Orleans called Us Helping Us, whose mission is to inspire the youth to have strong morals, values, and principles. A philanthropist with a passion to serve her community. Similarly, Miss Jayla has done amazing things to bring people to their health and wellness goals. She is a certified fitness trainer that is truly goals in my book. I did some extra squats this morning, okay? Um, But together they have created the For Us, By Us Market, an organization that hosts various distribution networks and a monthly farmer's market whose mission is to promote economic circulation and healthy living in Black communities. I feel like I'm barely grazing the surface um, with 
with the amazing things that these women are doing. So I will let them expand on it themselves as we dive right into this conversation. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Um, better yeah. about you than you. So this is my first time interviewing two people at the same time for this. Um, you know, we're doing some things differently this season. Very excited for it. But I guess we'll go in alphabetical order. I have some questions <laughs> for the both of you <laughs> to answer, as well as some individual questions as well. So individually, Ms. Alexis and Jayla, can you tell us about yourselves? Alexis. Um. Yes. Hi, my name is Alexis Smith. I am um, a native New Orleanian. I'm 30 years old. 31, actually. Jeez. I just had a birthday. Yes, birthday. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, um, my passion is truly um, to serve the community. It's been a passion of mine for a while. Um, my dad has always been um, big in social um justice issues and things like that. So he really passed that down to me. Um, so I like to call myself a social entrepreneur. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Jayla. It's Jayla Gowdy. Um, I'm 24 years old. I'm actually a native of Mississippi. Mississippi. Um, but I have- Bye bye. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I have a, actually a phrase where I say, um, Mississippi raised me, but New Orleans made me. Um, totally came here straight out of college um, and just really learned more about myself. And from there, just wanted to kind of get involved with the community. Um, I'm involved with the sororities, 85 Beta Sorority Incorporated. So community service has always been super, super passionate for me. Um, and then as far as the health and wellness side, I started that as far as personal training back in college. Um, and just from there, carried it throughout the rest of my life and made it a lifestyle. Um, and just trying to encourage a lot of women, specifically um, Black women, more specifically, <laughs> to get this <laughs> involved with the gym um, and not being afraid to be in that environment um, and really just trying to make the awareness that fitness is the highest form of self-care, so. Yes, I love that. Thank you all so much. and. I feel like you kind of answered this question already about if y'all saw yourselves where you are today when you were younger. You know, they always ask this question when you're in school, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, but it seems like you both come from backgrounds that kind of formed you into the women that you are today. Um, was this always the path that you saw for yourselves or was it later in life? Um, I would have to say I didn't see myself exactly in the position that I'm in. Um, just life has brought me here and I'm just so thankful for the opportunity and the experiences that has gotten me here. But um, I will say I've always wanted to be a part of the community in, in an impactful way. And I always knew that I would work for myself. I never wanted to work for a company. Um, people would say all the time, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, an entrepreneur. Couldn't spell it yet or anything, but I just knew, like, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So um, that side of it, I definitely had since I was a young girl. And then just trying to uh, go after passion um, and then just being blessed with opportunity, I've been able to grow it into this. I would say I definitely did not see myself doing this. Um, I had the super basic mentality, or not basic, but just the mentality of go straight to college, get a nine to five corporate job, um, you know, try to get stability from there. But I'll definitely say that as I got older and more exposed to the corporate life, um, I just saw that it was not for me at all. <laughs> I definitely appreciate it and what it brings, um, but I just feel like I'm able to be more creative working for myself. Um, so from there, that's kind of why I started my own personal training business. Um, and then just kind of seeing the impact that it made with the people that I was working with, I just knew it was something that I kind of wanted to incorporate together but I never imagined when I was younger oh I'm gonna be helping women get fit never thought about that <laughs> yeah it seems like either way though y'all were both like natural born leaders you know and you saw yourself working for yourself either way um who inspires you 
Um, well, my dad has always been a huge inspiration in my life. He actually raised me um, as a single father with uh, three kids and I'm the only girl. Um, so just him running a business, growing a business, um, and then, you know, just doing something you don't see men do on the normal day-to-day really inspired me. Um, Jesus is a huge influence in my life as well. Um, and if I could model on, my life, on it. <laughs> if I could model my life behind anybody, it would for sure be Jesus. Um, he is the ultimate CEO. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, also, I love Sarah Jakes Roberts. She's like um, really a huge, huge influence in my life. Like I subscribe to her everything. I'm part of her every community. Um, yeah, I drink my water and mind my business. <laughs> yes. And I would say um, definitely as far as what inspires me, people that are for sure about themselves and their moves that they make in life um, and just being sure about who they are as a person. Um, It's going to sound kind of sappy, but my friend Alexis was one of the first people that I kind of came into who was just very sure about who she was and what she wanted. Um, So that was super, super inspiring. And then from there, obviously, my mom is a huge, huge role model for me. Um, Just watching her just kind of start her own business as well. She's an artist. So she was like totally in the whole mindset of college, nine to five, work a stability job, do this and that. And then from there, she was like, I needed to work for myself. So that was really inspiring for me. Um, And she started that up when I was in college. So it just kind of gave me the mindset of there's no age limit of when this needs to happen. It can literally happen whenever you want it to. So that was super inspiring. And of course, God, always. Me and Alexis, if you see us at the FUBU market in the morning, (laughs) with the gospel, we always have a quick, quick quick praise session. So I always say that, um, you know, God just really, really, really spoke to me too with making, you know, the FUBU market and just us coming together. It's just a really blessed event and just how it kind of came together. So I love that so much. Yes. And y'all definitely inspire me. It is not sappy at all to say Alexis, because the reason that I had y'all on here is because you have inspired me so much. And I guess some people know that I've been, I've had the pleasure of being a part of the forest bias market as a vendor with Taste of the Tropics. And I definitely want to thank y'all first and foremost for giving me the opportunity because, you know, Prior to it, I had only done like small pop-ups that my friends were, you know, letting me bring a table out to their events for. And the whole thing was very new to me. Um, But I feel like the market really encouraged me and inspired me to dream bigger, you know, and I feel like y'all have done that for so many people in your own right, you know, like even outside of this market. um, Alexis, I would love to talk about us helping us and the programming that you have for that mission, you know, and how people can get involved because that is so important. Um, I knew about that before the forest bias market and I already knew like whatever comes of this, I know is going to be just as good as that. Thank you. Wow. Um, no. And thank you for all of that. That really helps um, encourage me because sometimes I, okay. So this is a little bit of a story. So beginning of uh, 2020, I threw an event. I just wanted people to come together um, inside of the Us Helping Us space and dream about how they could manifest their goals for the 2020 year. And just because it was like 2020, I kept just thinking of like vision, clarity, you know. Um, And so I just threw this event and it was just like I invited a bunch of different um, business owners to like help people dream bigger. And so it was very like cool. We were making vision boards in the morning, um, but it wound up being like a complete vibe. And I still like wasn't confident in the actual event. Like, what am I doing? I'm just like helping people with their visions. I don't even know what my true vision is yet. And so um, I didn't throw, I didn't put post pictures about it. It happened. I didn't say much about it at all. Um, Even though I had a great turnout um, and the event was successful, I just felt like um, because I was unsure of myself, what do I do with this if, if I'm trying to help other people, right? Mm-hmm. So um, people kept saying, you know, post the pictures. I know I got some great pictures. I was like, all y'all pictures are great. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, girl, you look so good. <laughs> 
So um, I wind up posting the pictures, but I just threw them on my story. I never actually posted one picture on my actual page, right? And so people were like, how do I get my picture? It's on your story. So I was like, I'll make it as one of those, um, what do you call those stories? Yeah, those highlights. So I was like, I'll make it a highlight. And with the highlight subjects, you can't um, put like the entire title. You have to like abbreviate it. So the name of the event was Manifest Your 2020 Vision. Um, and so me abbreviating the title, I wind up just putting MY for Manifest Your 2020 Vision. And one day I was just like scrolling through Instagram and went through all the profiles. So I was like, let me look at this highlight again. And when you tap on the highlight, the subject comes up and it said my 2020 vision. And then I was like, that was God confirmation. I'm like, this is my vision. This is what I want to do. <laughs> um, and I just had to go through a moment of, um, and so 2020 was a crazy year of like transformation for me because um, us helping us had already started. My dad originally started about four years um, earlier. Um, and for two years, um, he had a board that just didn't have direction, um, not, you know, in a bad way. They just didn't know how, what issues to attack and how to attack it because, you know, our community just has so much going on. Um, so I came in, um, what a, a serious passion of mine is um, taking people's ideas and really expanding them and making them come to life. Um, I, I'm a huge uh, believer in people. I love, you know, um, just helping people realize their potential. Um, and so I had realized that like, you know, throwing this event and all that stuff that I had slowly started doing that with us helping us. Um, and even the way I entered the, the organization, but then um, as we built out this organization, it was all about empowering kids um, and helping them. Sorry, I'm moving around. Um, empowering kids and helping them manifest their goals and just understanding um, all the possibilities of life. So we started out doing um, a free after-school tutoring program um, where we would just help them with their homework. Um, and I included mindfulness in it so that we could just talk, you know, how do you see this year going? What are your issues at school? And just being a sounding board um, for these kids because, you know, not a lot of people were giving them the attention that they need or just the validation that their voice was important. Um, you know, especially in New Orleans, being that we are a small city, even though we have so much culture, um, when it comes to our youth, it's not too much diversity amongst Black youth. So, you know, just really, it was important to me to really show these kids um, that Black doesn't look like one thing because you come from New Orleans. It doesn't mean you have to be a sports player or you don't even have to be good at twerking, you know? Like, I'm not really good at it. I, mean, I enjoy it, but I'm not that good. <laughs> um, so from there, we did a free summer camp program with the premise of it being, you know, heavy on education of knowing um, yourself, your true roots. We're really big on Marcus Garvey um, and just, you know, a lost people don't know their roots. So just reteaching history from a Black perspective to really create that connection back to Africa and then um, what our true mission here as Black people are in the growth of our um, people at the same time. But then also um, reinforcing those educational lessons with like uh, field trips that, you know, they just weren't, you know, you wouldn't be privy to on the normal. So fencing, archery, um, we do all types of stuff. I mean, it, it's really awesome. Um, just in a lot of the teachers that we uh, work with say, man, you know, I've learned so much just being a part of the program. Um, so then from there, it's all about just helping our people um, grow. So we've included even helping parents, you know, if there's like a disconnection and helping them with their homework and stuff like that. Or um, we even employ some of the parents during the summer camp so that they can be a part of it and their kids aren't having experiences that they have no idea about, you know. Um, so just recreating that family dynamic and opportunities for family and community. Um, so that, yeah, that's us helping us with my story in a nutshell. I love that so much. And it's a story that I feel like we all needed to hear. Lots of gems dropped in there. I love the community aspect of it. You talked a lot about transformation um, and believing in people and showing them the potential that they have, you know? And I love how you 
you're able to bring in these parents with their children, you know, because mm-hmm. it starts at home. Um, for the brief time that I was involved in the school system down here, I was able to see that, you know, that mentorship is so needed in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like the representation, seeing people like us, you know, who are doing like great things is so important because besides that, like Absolutely. Said, they're just like, oh, I got to play basketball. Oh, I got to be a rapper. You know, I got to do this. And there's so many different ways and lanes and roads to success, you know, and absolutely even um, just instilling values in them, you know, and exposing them to different things on how they show up in the world is so important for us. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jayla, you are also helping the community show up for themselves. Can you talk about your fitness program? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I got involved in fitness back in college. I was um, diagnosed with endometriosis, which is an inflammatory disease. Um, and one in 10 women are diagnosed with it, but there's not really a cure. You're just kind of told like, hey, you have it, figure it out. Um, so from there, I just kind of figured it out. <laughs> so I got involved um, in the gym and just noticed how it was really improving, not only my physical health, but mental as well. Um, just a lot of discipline was being instilled within myself. And I knew this was something that I wanted to share with other people. Um, and then from there, just kind of became um, people wanting to, and I have it as a tag, Jim J. Um, people just want to gym with me and just come to the gym and just have a good time. Um, I'm super, super, super fun. And I like to lift weights in the gym, but I'm not this huge, like, oh, we have to be serious. We can't laugh in here. Like, I'm totally goofy. Lex can tell you when we work out, like, I'm like laughing. I want to make it a fun, enjoyable moment, um, especially for women, because the gym is just such a space where, um, you know, women just don't feel comfortable. And so from there, I've just been trying to really get my feet in the water as far as in the New Orleans community and expanding that mindset of fitness being, you know, the highest form of self-care. It's something that you literally don't want to do it, but it's something that your body needs um, and that it will fit right. And it'll physically thank you um, in the long run. So just trying to get that perspective out there to as many people as possible. Um, And then from there, I wanted to also kind of encourage the component of healthy eating as well, because um, fitness is only 20%. Um, I also noticed from me doing a meat detox and just completely eliminating meat from my diet um, that all of my symptoms from endometriosis was like completely non-existent. Like I didn't have any effects. Um, I literally felt one, if that makes sense, because when I was diagnosed with it, I was put on birth control and do so many medications to help treat the side effects. Mm-hmm. So just doing something with my nutrition um, just kind of made a complete 180 for me. And so I wanted to, of course, share that with other people. Um, and then last summer, like Alexis said, 2020 was crazy for your girl. <laughs> I was, uh, or I currently work for Tulane University. Um, so when COVID hit, like, Things were super, super crazy at my job. Um, Thankfully, I was blessed enough to still keep my job, but I was kind of working from home, not really interacting with students as much as I was doing before, um, and just not getting that one-on-one interaction as far as fitness either, because I wasn't able to train my clients. And also, my birthday was on Blackout Tuesday. Um, So it was a very reflective year for me. Um, I had a lot of time to think of just kind of how I moved as a person. Um, And I had a lot of time to think of what I was striving to do and how was it going to help the people around me. And I never had that type of thought process before. Um, So just from there, when I was kind of going through the motions on my birthday, Blackout Tuesday, I was pissed. I was upset, but I wanted to fight, couldn't fight, wanted to keep it classy and civilized. So I thought of ways that I could get involved um, and use the resources and research that I had. And that's kind of where the forest bias market was created. Um, Initially, I wanted it to be a grocery store idea. Um, That was just kind of my thought process. I wanted to just purchase all of my household products from black owned businesses. 
Um, but obviously when speaking with Alexis and her breathing life into it, I say this all the time, as she touched on before, like literally I was so nervous about even kind of coming forth with this idea to anyone because it was so, I, I love planning events, but this was like a huge, huge event that I was like, oh, this is just kind of an idea that God gave me. And, you know, I think it's cool. Let me think, if, let me see if other people like it. But when Alexis heard it, she was like, oh no, we need to, we need to do this. And just kind of really assisting me as far as the paperwork, um, just kind of teaching me the ropes of what it is to start a business because I had no idea. So just from there, just kind of learning from her in this process um, with, with creating the Forest Bias Market. It's been a really amazing partnership, but also too a really dope learning experience for me um, because I'm so involved with health and wellness and just, you know, trying to push that initiative. Um, it's just really dope to also see the side of helping people that own businesses and also trying to pour back into them and also trying to establish myself as a business owner. Um, it's not something that I've been exposed to at all. So it was just really dope to kind of get that partnership going and kind of combine it with Jim Jay's um, core values of health and wellness. I love that. Y'all are doing the damn thing, okay? Just saying that <laughs> this is a new venture for both of y'all. Like, come on. Yeah. I definitely appreciate your transparency with sharing your story. You know, I think this will definitely inspire women who are just like, they think that these results come overnight, you know? And right, that, right. oh no, I can't do this because of this, you know, and you found a way and as well as a solution, you know, to something mm -hmm. that I'm sure doctors were like, oh no, you're going to have like this, you're going to be like this forever, you know, but you right. were able to take that risk and understand your body in that way. Um, and I definitely agree with what you said about the gym sometimes being intimidating. Um, my yes. kind of started with quarantine and that was interesting as the newbie, um, you know, oh, to yeah. this environment. I'm like, oh no, look at the way they look. I'm trying to get my Tiana Taylor abs. No, yeah, but it's, it's so true that like, a lot of women are just like, any clients that I get that are women, they're like, could you just come to my house? Could you, they're just like, could you just, train me in my living room like they just don't feel comfortable at all and I, I totally sympathize with that and I feel that but when I'm in the gym like I've just developed this mentality of I'm literally here for myself like if y'all want to look and peep like look yeah. and peep don't touch but I'm totally here for me <laughs> it's on. no yeah for you sure. do, from what I've seen on social media you make it such a fun experience and I love that your personality is able to shine girl I'll be watching your stories and I'm just like look at this girl so funny <laughs> You know, and I think it's important to show those different sides of us because it makes it even more, it makes you even more approachable, you know, like, oh, maybe she could help me. She's so funny, you know, right, right, um, and it's right. these things that we don't even realize that we're doing. Um, but I love how y'all's lanes have been able to merge, you know, in this way and to create the forest bias markets. Um, you started to talk about what inspired y'all to create this. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add? as far as like the visions that you had for the forest bias market and where this could potentially go? Um, I would say as far as my vision, um, it's my initial vision was just a group full of black people together, loving on one another and just buying each other's things. Um, but I would definitely say that it's grown into something so much more um, and just being able to provide people with more than just access to these businesses, but also to the resources um, and just adding in different components that I never thought of initially um, definitely came from us just kind of coming together and just a lot, a lot of brainstorming. Um, when two air signs get together, it's just a world, a world. Air signs. So, yes. yes, yes. Sign? So I'm, yeah. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> oh my God. Not the Gemini. Oh, I'm Aquarius. Aquarius. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you have got to come in on our business meetings because it's like, oh, what about this? Oh, this will be great. Oh, this will be all super over super the great. place. Yeah, I'm a cancer. Like, and I'm just like, I would be in the corner crying. <laughs> <laughs> but we always find a way to bring it back together. But as far as the vision for that, it's just totally gone beyond my expectations of what. Um, I thought it was initially when I thought about it. 
but I don't know, Lex, if you felt different. Um, no, yeah, it's definitely grown and taken a whole life that I'm just so thankful. It, I feel like the market is blessed. I tell Jayla all the time, just the obstacle we were able to overcome, um, the way it started organically. Um, when Jayla, you know, introduced me to this idea, um, I had just left a farmer's market in Mexico City, and I was just so blown away um, by this beautiful, colorful market and exchange of goods with all these small business owners that still were very professional and mm -hmm. families from the different communities still um, dependent on this market um, for entertainment, for food, for grocery. And so when she, you know, in, invited me in on this idea, um, with me being a part of us helping us and just transforming my life and coming to real grip that this is what I wanted to do, be impactful to black people. Um, and then coupled with this experience in Mexico, I was like, wow, like, let's go. And then again, she said, when two air signs get together. So um, it's just expanded so much um, more than I could foresee, but definitely something I was down for um, since its inception, um, just really, um, putting in the work because I knew as soon as I heard it, it was an amazing idea that we could really do something beautiful. Um, we had the resources as far as the space with us helping us um, being the home of it. Um, and then also just with um, Jayla's so brilliant. Um, she's really on top of her game as far as like, you know, even though she says this is her first time owning a business, I mean, I believe her, but like maybe I don't because she's so professional. She takes care of business. So I couldn't ask for a better partner, honestly. Um, because usually I feel like I'm always the person like, let's be serious. Let's get this work done. But like mm -hmm. with her, she motivates me um, just as much um, as, I mean, it's just as much as my dad motivates me. She's like, we're texting all the time. We're in constant communication about this. This is something that even though it only happens once a month, this has affected our everyday life now. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, having her commitment to this idea um, has really helped me to commit my life to it as well. I love that so much. Come on, we need to get us some friends like Alexis and Jayla because the way y'all root for each other is so beautiful and truly inspiring. And y'all already answered my question about the anticipation of how this market has grown over time. Um, it's been beautiful to be a part of, like I said, as well as watch it grow. You know, every time I hear more and more people like, like even after the first one, they're like, so is this something that's gonna happen all the time? And I'm like, um, I'm not sure, but owners are over there. So if you wanna talk to them and tell them how much you love it and that there should be more, you should go over there and do that, you know? Um, but that was beautiful to see like, such positive feedback and demand from the community, you know, like, it's just, like I said, inspiring. How many times will Erica say inspiring in this podcast? <laughs> I should start a little counter. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's been so great to see the market grow, being a part of it and just like watching it from the inside and then like hearing things from the outside. And it's been such a positive reception, you know, from the community. Do you have plans on expanding? I know you've been having it monthly and you have a new location coming up. Yeah. How, how, are, we, how are we dealing with this <laughs> demand? Seventh ward. <laughs> oh, ward. Tell us about these changes. Um, from the beginning, we always wanted to be impactful to um, Black communities. Um, and then just knowing New Orleans is such like a, you stay in your area city. <laughs> um, even though we started uptown, we always had plans to make sure we were, it was accessible. Um, you know, all of our neighborhoods are jam packed with fast food, you know, um, the worst grocery stores like uptown dollar general is a grocery store. I had no concept. I couldn't even fathom like a dollar general being a, a, a food store. Like, no, that's where you go pick up an extension cord, not mm -hmm. or paper <laughs> products. Like yeah. that's not where you go get food. And so for communities, a lot of communities like ours, unfortunately, that is the case. That's where you get your food. Um, you go buy eggs or whatever. And I'm like, no, no. So just making, for me, it was very important um, to make sure that we made a loop around the city so that um, whether you didn't have transportation and eventually I know we want to accept food stamps. So like 
even if you know you want any type of um, assistance that you could still be a part of the forest bias market because this is truly for our people um, built you know from our people mm. mm-hmm. and just kind of piggybacking off what Alexis said um, with just being in New Orleans like obviously knowing that there are different communities around that we wanted to touch. Um, and then I think for me personally, just being from Mississippi, um, it is the most obese state in the nation still. We are still the most obese state. <laughs> I knew there was something that I would want to bring um, back to Mississippi. So just trying to kind of expose that um, narrative of us eating healthy and just trying to ha- give them access to those resources Mississippi has no access to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. So when I moved to New Orleans, that was kind of my first time having access to that. Um, And just wanted to really bring that to the communities in Mississippi because it's just not there at all. And it's really, really, really sad to see. So knew that I wanted to make it as mobile as possible. Yes, I honestly love the idea of a new location, you know, and bringing it to more people who might not be able to get out to this current location, you know, so I think it's a great, um, a great change. You know, we're all about change here and being the change. Absolutely. So y'all have had amazing sponsors and speakers come out to the forest bias market, and it's really created a hub of education in all forms, you know, not only educating about health and wellness, exposing people to these new businesses. Um, And I know for me, like it's been hard to keep up with all the candidates when it comes to local elections and giving them this platform has definitely made it very helpful for me um, to make these decisions that are more important than people think it to be, you know, because these are the people who are representing us. And when we talk about change, you have the people who are being put on this platform, you know, and given the opportunity to speak for us. So to have the opportunity to like hear from them and interact with them, ask them questions if you can in that moment has been really great. Can we speak on that and how y'all, you know, came to include it in part of the market experience? Um, well, Jayla is definitely the fitness and health and wellness component of the market. Um, for me, it was really big to add um, the community resources and also have the politicians speak just because I see them being allies in this fight for change. Um, either being our candidate that we choose um, that's going to really speak on our behalf or you know, even if it's another candidate that we don't choose, not from our community, but just really holding them to accountability, accountable uh, to their position and what they say they're going to do. You know, I'm really personally done with people running on platforms, making promises. And then once they get in office, it's something completely different. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's also important to us that we don't endorse any candidates. We offer them the opportunity to speak to the Black community because we do know our voice and our vote is valuable these days. But we want it to be really personable um, so that business owners from the Black community can ask you questions. How are you going to help my family? How are you going to help my business? Um, how are you going to help my community? And then it's in this all, you know, it's in this huge venue of all black people where it's like, we heard you say that now we're going to hold you accountable if we vote for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me that that's as far as, um, I want to go with it as far as the FUBU market, I really don't want to endorse any candidate at all. Um, it's just about accountability and then also, um, getting, to the home and the root of issues to really uplift our people. Yes, and thank you for clearing that up, that it's not that you all are endorsing these um, candidates. No. Because it's, honestly, sometimes it's so many that are showing up. It's (laughs) like, wait, who are we supposed to be, you know? But it's like, no, you've heard what they had to say. You're getting the opportunity to speak with them. Who resonates with you and who do you believe in, you know? And And again, you know, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry not to cut you off. But again, yeah, I believe, you know, 
we don't all vote as one, oh, the black vote is this person. No, what's best for you, your household, your family? What, how do you want, you know, the future to look for your kids? It's a personal decision. So um, I fully stand behind the football market, not, you know, endorsing anyone that everyone makes their own decision. Yes, free will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jayla, did you have anything to add to that? Everything she said, totally agree. Um, another thing that Lex exposed me to, um, getting involved in the politics, I feel like my age group, um, specifically with me being kind of younger 20s, is just so little when it comes to politics and gets super, super confused. And like, this isn't something that's like super, super taught of like, okay, during this election, you need to do this and you need to be paid attention to these type of things. Um, so yeah, I, me personally, as a person who wasn't exposed to something like that, um, and was kind of a part of a community that strayed away from it, I did appreciate kind of incorporating those resources, um, and never thought of, you know how you always, like, like I said, like, they'll say that they're going to do things, and then they just kind of go away, mm -hmm. um, I think me personally, I, I started to accept that, and I just, was just kind of like, that's just how it's always going to be, so why even, try to create these connections with them. Um, so yeah, just relearning that kind of mindset of we need to have these connections with these politicians um, and holding them accountable was something that I learned as co-founder and just working with Alexis through it. Yes, accountability is definitely a theme. Um, and y'all have been holding each other. My dogs are like, if y'all hear my dogs, they are going ham right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna put myself on mute. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's okay it's totally fine um but yeah I love how y'all hold each other accountable you know as well like we're not only holding these people accountable these politicians but each other and that is so beautiful to see you know whether it be our it, family our friends like and it's something that's like healthy right I feel like when people talk about accountability it's something that um me and my co-workers were actually talking about the other day society now is just so wrapped up in being perfect that when someone does try to hold them accountable it immediately becomes like this defensive awkward conversation when really it's just trying to really show you love um, and just kind of be there for you so the real you type of love the long way love right 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 so really just um being kind of in that space where I have a friendship where it's so much accountability in it um I definitely I always, I kind of make the joke of this is like my first grown-up relationship or friendship with somebody because um, it's so much accountability in it. And it's coming more from a place of, hey, I love you and this is how we can make things better. So accountability is love, is basically what I'm trying to say. It is. And people are so used to being coddled, you know, or just right. like having that, the yes man friends, like that's no good. Tell me now. Right, right. Tell, tell me about myself. Oh, I'm ready for right. the read. You know. And then how is that going to improve you so that you can work better? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Working Absolutely. smarter. We're all about working hard, but working smarter. Um, and y'all are definitely. You've been working hard. Okay. We got some boss ladies <laughs> in here. Um, so speaking of, how do you balance your work and your personal life? Um, so me, my work is all over the place, right? Um, my family, we own a scrapyard here. So in the mornings, as far as work goes, I start off, um, at the scrapyard. And then from there, um, I give us helping us some time. Simultaneously, I'm working on the FUBU market. And then right now I'm also building a new organization called Scholars. Um, so having self-care and like personal time is like, crazy important so i'm on a really strict schedule um now i am working out in the mornings at 6 a.m um monday wednesday friday um and then but before that i wake up to do 30 minutes of um 10 minutes of worship where i'm just listening to gospel music 10 minutes of reading the bible and then 10 minutes of prayer um that solely just gets my mind um, ready and my body ready for what we're about to encounter for the day. Um, I really don't like being 
um, negative in any kind of way. I really love being positive. So just, you know, making sure I connect with God before I connect with anybody else is like really important. Um, and then just to be able to move the way I need to move and get around and feel confident. Um, I have to like make sure my body and my mental is all uh, aligned as well. Um, and, but I also journal a lot at night, um, just going over the day, um, really rehearsing things in my mind, thinking of how I could have uh, done something better and I'm writing it down. Um, like I said earlier, one of my mentors is uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts. So I'm always um, watching her videos or podcasts and she just is so insightful on um, being a woman of God and how like how much he, God strengthens you and prepares you for, you know, um, your purpose and his purpose to align. So just, you know, having that as a resource to, to just know that I'm not doing it alone. You know, um, God is fully, it's less of me and more of him that, I mean, without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. So just also, um, realizing that, yeah, you know, it, it may look like, oh, Alexis, Alexis, but it's really not, you know, and then making sure I'm humbling myself, um, to make sure that I'm apt to do these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my work day is also wild. Um, I train in the morning, starting around 6 a.m. Um, and just kind of work on stuff with Jim J. I have a pretty active following on Instagram as far as the fitness content that I provide. So I kind of spend hours in the day working on that and the FUBU market. And then from there, I also work a nine to five, which is really a two to 10 PM. Um, I manage the call center (laughs) on Tulane's campus. Um, So I work with the students there and basically teach them how to fundraise um, for the annual fund through Tulane, which is super, super dope. It's something I did in college. So I enjoy doing it. Um, as a manager, Um, but it is super, super draining um, with me working these unconventional hours and it being like a Sunday through Thursday and people just aren't off on the days that I'm off. So it's like, I'm still kind of working. Um, So just trying to find those moments of self-care are important. Um, My biggest thing, obviously, no surprise, is fitness. (laughs) (laughs) I make it a point to go to the gym so much so to where my mom is like, why are you going to the gym? And it's like 11 p.m. at night. I will literally drive out to whichever gym I can find um, just to get active. And that's just honestly, like I said, me putting time into myself, into my body, and just trying to make sure that I'm physically aware, but also mentally aware as well. Um, When I'm in the gym, I do a lot of weightlifting, um, which obviously like anything that you do with exercise is going to require a burn, but with lifting weights, like just that push and just really going through that mental mindset of, oh my goodness, I'm like lifting 140 pounds right now. I need to push through it. Um, I just try to take that same mindset that I have in the gym and just apply it throughout the rest of my day. Um, That's easier said than done for sure. (laughs) So I do try to incorporate other things. Um, I'm a huge, huge advocate for your love languages um, and self-love languages. Um, And one of my highest ones is spending money on myself. Um, I don't do it all. Let's go. I don't do it often. Um, It it takes a lot for me to spend money on myself. I feel like as Black women, like we always try to make sure that everything else is good and just willing to give everything, finances, you know, mentally, physically, everything. And I literally will feel so bad purchasing things for myself, but that's me taking care of myself. So if I'm having a rough day, Rockin' Saki is going to see me for sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If it's, if it's something that's, you know, been bothering me and I, you know, I've done all that I can to try to work on it and I prayed about it. um, Yeah. I'm definitely going to spend, if I have the money for it now, financially conscious, financially conscious, Mm -hmm. but I definitely um, try to practice that and just trying to spoil myself financially. Um, But also to just meditating on the word, always keeps me centered um and just making sure that I go back and studying you know from that and applying that to my life is super important 
Yes, thank you, ladies. Religion, politics, oh my, we are just hitting all the taboo <laughs> topics here on the Good Morning Darling podcast. Okay, <laughs> but fortunately enough, nothing is taboo here, and I love to speak on all these things. I love that you are God-fearing women, you know, truly walking in your purpose, um, who starts your day in prayer and meditation, and you know, and just walking through life with that attitude of gratitude, I feel like is what will continue to bring you this abundance and this opportunity and this growth that y'all have been experiencing, you know, um, especially as entrepreneurs, like, like you said, it's a round the clock job. Like you literally have to carve out this time to pour back into yourself and in doing this community work, I feel like you're already giving so much you know, to everyone but yourself. So I love that you spoke on treating yourself when you got it, you know, and just <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> and just like making that time for yourself. It's very important. It's something that we take for granted and there should not be guilt behind it, you know, like right. when right. you're tired, you're tired. Exactly. You know, I always tell people- When I'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> right. Like rest is work as well. You know, like you can't, you can't operate on an empty tank you know? Right. Um, so I'm glad that y'all shared that for sure. Random, but I wanted to ask y'all, what is something that people would never guess about you? <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So Mines are two things, but they kind of go um, hand in hand. Um, no one would probably ever guess that I believe right now we are currently living in the matrix. I believe. <laughs> I truly believe this. Girl, I should be I believe it too. <laughs> I believe we're currently living in the matrix. Um, and then I also live a life very fearless though. Like I am bit super fearless. Um, I, I love being adventurous. I love doing things, trying things. Um, what is the crazy? So I believe that. <laughs> oh, girl, look. <laughs> Wait, hold up. But I'll tell you, the, <laughs> I'll tell you the craziest thing I've done recently as of late. Um, I jumped in the Colorado River from a peak that was over 50 feet high. Um, and if you know anything about rivers, you know you shouldn't jump in them because of undercurrents and things like that sort. Um, and it was also the coldest water I've ever been in in my life. Like soon as I touched the and I've jumped off of into water many times before but never this high never into a river um that's freezing cold and then never this cold like literally i almost was in shock as soon as i hit the water um so that's the craziest thing i've done as of late um anybody who knows me closely knows that i love sushi so i eat anything raw like anything you can mm -hmm. put slice it raw I, I would eat it <laughs> I would like this. I'm, like, like, I'm, I'm a witness. You if you're out here I'm eating humans. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not humans. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but I'm, I love raw sushi. So, yes. Living life on That's the, the edge. I love sushi mm -hmm. as well. She Look, we just she, all love She sushi. put me on the rock and sake game. <laughs> we had, like, one of our first business meetings for the FUBU market. Ed Rock and Saki, and I was like hooked. Oh my god, I've like been going since. <laughs> oh all goodness. of the sushi chefs in New Orleans know my face. Like, yes. when I come in, they already know like how I am. <laughs> come on, we need that sushi sponsor for the forest fire. Yes, <laughs> as much money as it sounds like you're spending there, they got something. Okay, <laughs> and Miss Jayla, what about you? Something people um, never guess about you. Probably that I am, well, I, 
I am now, but I do not come from an athletic background at all. Um, I didn't play sports before I got into fitness. Um, I would play sports, but like, <laughs> I would play sports, but if it didn't go the way that I planned, like if it wasn't enough teamwork and if it was like too gruesome or if it was too competitive, I was like, nah, I need to exit out of this. Um, so I never really stuck with sports. But I, yeah, I never, yeah, I just kind of went into the gym blindly at first. <laughs> I was just a toothpick looking girl and was like, wow, I really need some, some muscle on me. So I just kind of found an athlete that worked in the gym and just kind of sold her and said, hey, teach me things. But I had no background um, as far as like playing sports. And also the other crazy thing is that I don't know how to ride a bike. Um, I never learned how to. That was crazy. I was <laughs> just having that. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, Alexa, the country. Alexa, bicycle. We got to get I, you on something. Y'all, I, I was such a funny kid. Like, if something, if I didn't like something, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to try it. And when I was learning to ride a bike, I couldn't catch the concept of, like, breaking the bike. And one day I was trying to break and a car was coming and it was literally like 50 feet away. It wasn't close, but to me, it was close. And I was like, you know what? I'm never doing this again. So I've never got on a bike except for the time we needed to mess up the wires. Oh my we God. Pass out flyers for the FUBU market. And Alexis was like, oh, let's go to the bike ride. Like it's so many people that come to the bike ride. And I'm like, Wow, I don't <laughs> literally like 30 minutes, an hour before the event started. Like I'm outside Alexa's house and she's like, pedal your feet this way. You do it. And I'm like, wow, I'm so embarrassed. Wait. And then when we get to the bike ride, it's like 10 year olds just zooming by. I'm like trying to keep my balance. Alexis is trying to go slow so she can keep up with me. But I'm, I was, it was so so funny, but yeah, I cannot write about it. It was also traumatic for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what did I just encourage this girl to do? Oh my God. Literally. And I'm like, and I thought, I was like, oh yeah, bike ride. Like, let's go through the, we're going to go through the park. Did not know that the bike rides was like underneath the bridge. I'm like, wow, we're on bourbon with it. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I dropped like half of the flyers we brought. <laughs> it was it was a funny time, but yeah, I can't. She got through it though. We tried. I, yes. I was just about like, to say. Oh, geez. I did. Because uh, I would have <laughs> I would have turned back around many times if I was her. Look, I totally thought about it. I totally was like, who can I call right now? But no, it was it was dope. She got her, her mini lesson before and everything. <laughs> You see, a testament on how you move forward past your fears. I love yes. that. Man, I, I was scared as hell. That is funny. I'm scared. You know, y'all are such vibrant women. It's been beautiful to get to know you better in this way, just through this conversation. You know, a lot of things I was not aware of. I just knew the little service area things. I was like, okay, we're going to see where this conversation leads. So this has been great. Um, and I love that y'all are really redefining what it means to be business women. And it's so important for young people um, and older to see women like yourselves who are following their dreams. And I like to close these conversations with uh, words of advice for the listeners who are looking to follow a similar path. Um, honestly, anyone who might be listening to this episode and needs a little pick-me-up, people think like, oh, your podcast is for women. Everything's for women. It's, I'm like, no, there's a message for everybody, you know? And I've had guys hit me up like, hey, take a listen. Like, you know, I'm not a girl or anything, but I really got, right. I felt what you were saying. I'm like, wait, this is for everybody. You know, I'm having these conversations with women because I love to empower my sisters, but um, I'm sure a lot of people will gain a lot of insight after listening to this episode. Um, so in addition to what we talked about, can you share any words of advice, inspiration for the masses? 
Um, I would tell you the lie of the enemy for sure is that um, something only affects you, that um, what you do in your life doesn't affect other people like, you know, um, habits or passions or if you don't go do something. Um, what I'm really coming to find out is that we are truly the hands and feet of God. Like, of course, miracles happen, right? But God puts people in your life um, to really speak to you and you the opportunities to be blessed come to life. So, um, you know, don't, you know, isolate yourself. Don't, um, you know, always see yourself as a victim. See yourself succeed. You have to see yourself um victorious and as a winner and just know that what you do matters um no matter what it is on what level um each one of us are leaders every single person is a leader whether you're leading you know um a company or a group of people or your little brother your sister your cousin a neighbor you know there's always somebody watching you and so um what you do affects your family, your community, you know, so all of that matters. We are collective people. What each one of us does, you know, really helps us grow, you know, so just realizing that, you know, by we all, everybody working on themselves and making their passions come to life, we create a vibrant community. We create a vibrant generation. We really be the change that we want to see. But it starts with us. Um, and then just being those real people to other people um, that we have in our life, um, giving their roses when, when we can, you know, um, speaking life as much as possible. Um, what you say is really life or death, you know, um, and just living by those words uh, really helped me out. As far as advice for me, I am currently rereading um, a book that Alexis put me on a year ago now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Called Chop Wood, Carry Water. Um, but it's basically a book about just falling in love with the process um, and not getting so wrapped up in the result. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing that I would give as far as advice right now that I'm working on. Um, I literally feel like I'm in a place of trying to learn how to give myself grace. Um, I have literally kind of went through these different obstacles as far as fitness in my career there and, you know, obtained like a certification and did all these things that I thought was so necessary and so important. And then when I got it, I was kind of like, okay, I got it. Now what? Um, so I kind of had to relearn from there, like the process and trying to obtain that was what was so beautiful about it. And what was, what made me, um, kind of fuel the fire for what I was trying to do. Um, so just kind of having that mindset when you are trying to start anything or get involved with anything, um, just knowing that you're a part of a process, things don't happen overnight at any point, because if it did, it wouldn't be as rewarding when you do reap the benefits. Um, and just knowing that in things that you do do when they don't go great or go the way that you plan to just give yourself grace and to know that in that, even though it didn't go the way that you planned, it still was a learning experience for you. Um, and it still was a way for you to grow. So that was probably my biggest. Love that. Love that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was, I just started back reading it again. And I was like, wow, this is. The Fubu Market. Carry <laughs> water. Carry water. Okay, I have to look that up, and I'll definitely have that in the description of this episode for other people to um, use as a resource, including um, y'all's handles. How can people keep in touch with you? Um, I'm always accessible via Instagram, Alexis Smith, the role model. Um, but you can also reach me on email, um, alexis at thefubumarket.com. Um, same for me, super, super big on Instagram, Jim J G Y M J A I underscore on Instagram. Um, and you can also reach me by email, Jayla at fubumarket.com. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, the forest bias market on 
Instagram. Look, I was like on Instagram for his bias And check out our <laughs> website as well. You can always RSVP for our events, become a vendor, volunteer, find mm-hmm. out the latest, become a sponsor. And you can um, reach out to us straight from the website as well. It's the foodboomarket.com. Yes, yes. And I will be sure to include all of this so the people have the easiest way to get in touch with y'all. You ladies are doing amazing things. This was a beautiful conversation to have. And I am truly feeling like I'm ready to continue out my day with such newfound inspiration. You know, it's beautiful Mm -hmm. when the people you surround yourself with inspire you. You know, it doesn't have to be someone so far out, like a celebrity, like these are the local celebrities. That's who I care about. You know, like y'all mean more to me than Beyonce. I mean, if Beyonce walks in here, obviously I'm going to be like, I mean, like, right. That's different. But you know what I mean? Yeah. We just really appreciate you um, inviting us onto this too. You've been a huge, huge, huge part of the FUBU market. Um, you've literally been at every single <laughs> market as a vendor. So Thank we you. one really of my cool. favorite vendors, hands right. down. Right, right. So we really just appreciate your participation in that. Um, and just always and support kind of for sure. Right, right. And just supporting us um as business women and just as friends, because we family now, basically. <laughs> yes. This means that we, we need to plan this now. sushi happy hour, okay. Come on. Any okay, I'm fasting right now until <laughs> Easter. But after Easter, let's you got it. She's <laughs> like, say less. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you, ladies. Keep going, let us do the work. Keep going, let us do the work. Yes, work it, darling. You are